as soon as this baby gets out of there, we're going to start jamming 90s movies into its face. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Trailer Park Podcast, episode 150. One could call this episode pregnant with potential. Oh. <laughs> Giving birth to content. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. This is a blowout episode, everybody. Uh, cool million. We may go dark for a little while after this. The carvers in Texas have to uh, give birth to a second human resource. That's right. <clears throat> it's almost yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to blow it out. This is quite honestly, and I know. I know. We've said it before. We've said it many times. We've said this could be the greatest episode that we've ever done. But because this is a blowout, this actually is the best lineup that we've ever had on Trailer Park Podcast. And I don't even think anyone's going to disagree with me. So there you have it. It's me. It's Amanda. It's Daniel. It's Intern. Let's get into this, shall we? Yeah. What would you call this? Our our Senta Sequentennial? What? What, what is the what, what is the 150? Let's call it term? that. Let's call it exactly that. Can you please repeat it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can. <laughs> this is um, the old grand finale. Oh. <laughs> where you hit the dusty trail. The sequicentennial. You, you leave it all on the field, on the ice. And yeah, really the whole nine. You really got to push through. You really got to clean the ice. and Give the whole 110%. Um, yeah, really leave it all out there. I'm ready. I see. To leave my mark. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Intern, are you jazzed up? You have lots of energy? I Nobody am cares about anything, about anything you have to say. Okay, let's go. Oh. <laughs> 150. Strong, but also weak. In the book of Genesis, the number of days the water from the great flood persisted on the earth before subsiding. 150. 150. Well, it, there's, there's a different flood than Noah's flood. That's the Great Flood. Yeah. The, the only flood. flood, really. The only flood. Yeah. It was a global oh, was 40 flood. days. Carry on. Well, it was the number of days the water from the Great Flood, great flood persisted. Oh, okay. It okay. rained for 40 days. Yes. And, okay. and 40 nights. Both of them. Both of them. Okay. Yeah. Both, both One, days and nights. 150 resonates with community, nurturing members as family. It also resonates of independence and self-reliance. <clears throat> there is an Together, openness. but apart. Single, but commune. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 150, 150 episodes. Daniel. Oh. Oh, no, that, yeah, you know, go right into it. That was pretty. That was early.
I'm just going to assume Amanda hasn't done any 5090s, and you guys can just regale me with things you've watched. Don't talk to me about Across the Spider-Verse. I haven't seen it yet. We're seeing it on Friday. Yeah. Nice. So, um, but we watched, oh, we watched Dungeons and Dragons. <clears throat> oh, yeah. How was and it? And it was, it was so cute. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome. It was really, really, really funny. Um, entertaining. Uh, I was very amused by all the characters and you know it was a good time yeah i thought it would kind of be like chris pine would have a lot of the jokes and yuck em ups and then everybody else would sort of be fulfilling a bunch of mundane straight edge roles but no <clears throat> they gave everybody a chance to shine it was just like oh yeah this is a solid like comedic family movie well that's excellent i plan on watching it i was excited to see it i almost went to the theater but we didn't end up going. I find that I plan to go to a movie a lot, but <laughs> never actually do it. Yeah, it's tough. The separation between the excitement of going mm. and the comfort of seeing it at home now that we all have giant home theaters mm -hmm. is like, mm. unless yes. it's something truly visually spectacular, are you losing that much? <clears throat> Intern, did you uh, watch anything or were you too busy making your 300 plus list of movies on Letterboxd for noir movies? Uh, yeah, that, I, I did that also. <laughs> I watched, uh, I'm trying to finish a couple lists on Letterboxd. So one is the AFI 100 films in 100 years, and I have two left to watch on that. And the other one's the IMDb <gasps> Top 250, <gasps> and I have three movies left to watch on that, and I watched Jesus Christ. Across the Spider-Verse and Guardians of the Galaxy. And then when, they're on that list. When a new movie comes out and it supplants something and ends up on the top 250, are you going to be like, oh, fuck's sake? Uh, usually it's not that bad. It's just kind of annoying when it's like one of the MCU or DC movies. Yeah, basically anything that comes out and makes bonkers money, you're just going to be forced to watch it. Yeah. There's a different list and it's like the movies that have made the most amount of money, like box office success. And, uh, there's a lot of shit on there that I don't plan on watching, but you know, it's a list and I need to complete lists. Yeah. I have to, um, yeah. but there's like all the transformers and frozen Two. you have to give in. Frozen two is so weird, dude. A lot, a lot of the Disney part twos are like super crazy convoluted and complicated for no reason. And then return to a simple format for part three. <laughs> Daphne loves yeah. frozen two. She's like, I want to watch the one with the leaves summer elsa it has been on in our house no less than 12 times and i could not tell you what it's about oh that's great it's it's a mess yeah i feel, I feel like i never see the same scene twice when i look up i'm like <laughs> how is what is happening in this that's funny it's, it's just like cars 2 cars 2 super it went weird. from like oh here's this 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 guy that needs you know to be taken down a, a peg and learn a you know how to appreciate a smaller a smaller life scale and then part two is like a global fuel conspiracy <laughs> in which Bruce Campbell, a car played by Bruce Campbell, gets murdered on screen. That's, wow. Wait, that's Cars 2? Yes. yes. Oh, my yes, God. Yes, it's wild. Uh, it starts off with like a 20-minute scene that doesn't even include Lightning McQueen, which I think is Michael Caine pretending to be like a, a, a spy car. And he, and he gets caught or Isn't whatever. is he like French intelligence? Something like that. And then he, <laughs> he gets caught trying to expose this global fuel conspiracy that's like trying to take over the top racing circuits in the, in the world. And then it goes to McQueen and, and Tater stumbling into this spy scheme. It's like, what? 
well well but then part three is like oh you got to race you got to teach this girl car to race so that you so that so that you're all friends again yeah it's back to normal (laughs) so yeah i guess uh the thing that i did watch that i can talk about is uh uh, megan Mm, i've seen megan and uh i'm looking forward to the next one i guess is what Mm. i want to say the most yeah they got to step it up the i think that they're gonna be able to do that like i think they want to give it an r rating i don't know Girl and, uh, robot. they pulled oh, yeah. they pulled back to get a broader audience and a bigger box office what makes you think they're gonna alienate that audience by going know. r i think they want to do it right. i think they want to get the doll i don't know we would need our we, we would need the resident horror expert to give us examples of times when a movie softballed with a 14a or a sorry pg-13 or 14a um in the first entry and then went to r in the second entry uh yeah that's, that's a thing more associated with like the times so i think friday the 13th might be pg-13 then the rest of them are r it's hard to say that came no out maybe way. before the pg-13 rating was invented oh um that would be special yeah tough to say i'm sure it does happen just because once a horror franchise is established it'll live forever so someone eventually is going to come along and make a a version of it but yeah one doesn't come to mind immediately <clears throat> yeah so. it was fun i wish that the uh the dancing went on for longer yeah and the, uh the dancing there was, was uh, a yeah. lot more chopping and hacking with that uh improvised sword i, I want to make a horror movie for intern i know like a super <laughs> gothed out demon witch thing that has like a 20 minute hot witch like set piece in the middle of choreographed dancing yeah oh that'd be great yeah we can use sort of like jenny ortega as wednesday as a baseline and build from there <laughs> yeah mm. so you're saying like, i should watch wednesday then oh wednesday's really good i want to make a horror musical for intern but like the musical instead of like cutting away all the time in the song it's just cutting into dance <laughs> yeah that'd be great that would solve all my problems with musicals yeah like a really gruesome violent like multiple chest stabbing and then on the last stab pull out into like a pirouette and like directly into a dance. <clears throat> oh, yeah, fantastic. I'm all in. You should do this. Mm, I like it. <clears throat> I watched like two thirds of Bullet Train. Two thirds, eh? Is that the Brad Pitt one? <laughs> yeah. 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 Intern hates it when I don't watch all of movies. So I thought I'd bring that up. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I was like, ah. Chelsea was like, I'm tired. I'm like, yeah, let's go to bed. Fuck this. It was it's too not, long. It's I not enjoyed it, but it was too good. long. You know, it's just okay. It's like uh, smoking aces on a train, except smoking aces was it was so horrible. Huh? I remember Bullet being more entertaining than Bullet Train, but it's been a while, so who knows? You do have a similar vibe. I was just kind of like, <laughs> once we got to the other two characters, I was like, all right, Brad, you can get out of here. These guys got it. <laughs> One of the things that <laughs> irritated me was there was no need for these additional accents. <laughs> There was multiple actors who are not British that were doing British accents for no good reason. Maybe I mean, it was so uh, Brad Kick Pitt could identify them. Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I was about to say that there was three actors that were doing accents that weren't necessary. And when I looked up Aaron Taylor Johnson, I was surprised to find out that that man is British. Yeah. So Kickass is originally British, which is bizarre. So he gets a pass. But the black guy, <clears throat> one of the twins, and that's also dumb. And uh, the girl joey king i think her name is not british no need for the accent drop it pointless thank you 
Moving on. <laughs> you. Or let's make it more difficult. Like, I want to start hearing a lot more South African accent. <laughs> oh, man. South Africa. South Africa. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. A, couple of, a couple of movies that I watch pretty frequently on Rift Tracks where some, a couple of characters have South African accents. And it's just like, what, is, what am I even listening to right now? Yeah. I, How did you yeah. manage to take all the worst parts of all of the British variations of accents and combine them into one awful one? <laughs> you just got to watch Blood Diamond and just like... It's just watching Leonardo DiCaprio do the South African. It just pulls you right out. It's just you just audit his accent the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but it's Aye? fine. Hey, that's that's he sounds just like a guy I work with. I understand he probably did a good job, but I'm saying the South African <laughs> accent is just strange in general. Yeah, and if he's like hitting it on point, then that's it. Just adds to the whole majesty of it. It's very bizarre. You work with a bunch of South Africans in turn. I would have assumed oh, you just like one. You were like forced to buddy up with like a bunch of disgusting newfies. No. Wow. No. That's Most kinda... of them are from the Okanagan area. That's kind of Canadian oh. racist there. Okanagan. Yeah. yeah, that was like the very like mild pickups that I took from from my time in Canada was that <laughs> uh, newfies are trash. Um, and they come to the other provinces <laughs> and become blue collar laborers. Yes. And like no one really likes the French, but we don't talk about it. And then. Yeah. Except that I feel like I hear that all the time. I don't feel like anybody hides that. Nobody likes the French and that's all they talk about. Yeah. Trash talking Quebec. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right now everybody's trash talking everybody. So yeah, we'll just, uh, right now New York and New Jersey are like orange from all the wildfires. Yeah. Yeah. Blame Canada. Right. Is that what's happening? No. Yeah. Go ahead. Do it. There's no need to. Yeah. You're like, oh, you're New right. York City and New Jersey are suffering right now. It's like, great. Great. They deserve it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, it is a blowout, so I have some ops or Nathans to share with you about the future, since we don't know when we'll do another podcast, if we ever do one ever again. Since this show was the only thing I had going for me in my life, I have decided to kill myself. <laughs> So, yeah, I have a few ops or Nathans to share with you about the future. It's now time for ops or Nathans with Nathan. Who else would it be with? (laughs) My, like, you know when you, like, I think there's an extra step at the bottom of the staircase, and, and so your like brain like does like a weird trip out. That's my brain waiting for you to say Carver. Oh. It just stops after Nathan. Uh, I just have a few ops or Nathans about things that I'm interested in for the future um, that may or may not be coming out in the near future. I will begin by talking about Matthew Vaughn's spy movie Argyle. If you guys haven't seen the poster for this, then you should go check it out because... Henry Cavill has a very strange haircut. <laughs> like, house party, like, flat top haircut. Wait, wait, wait. Like, like, house party? I'm saying he's got, like, a high flat top. Like, it's... And he's, you know, the protagonist of a spy movie with a whole bunch of people in it, directed by Matthew Vaughn, who's all the Kingsman movies. So it's going to be interesting. Matthew Vaughn describes the movie as, as, as his ode to Die Hard and Lethal Weapon, which is, like... Bam, bam! Like, slap in my face. Like, why did you say those two movies together? You're my hero. Why does he have a flat top haircut? This is going to be really interesting. And that's coming out this fall. 
Uh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. House party. That's an extreme example. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yes, this is was, like this is like a like '90s army dad flat yeah. top haircut. It's just surprising. <clears throat> that's all. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he looks very different. Uh, this one's for intern Yorgos Lanthimos, killing of a sacred deer, and the favorite. Oh yeah. His I'm next excited. movie is coming out this fall called Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe, and uh, Mark Ruffalo. They, <laughs> Why'd you say Defoe like that? Oh, it's from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Oh. <laughs> they they say, Willem. Defoe! Um, Amanda, where were you on this? You literally just watched this show. Oh, yeah. I watched all of How I Met Your Mother recently. And you didn't pick up on him making a reference with a Willem Defoe. It's like a frog. I slept through a lot of the show. <laughs> they, they're saying he's like, a, he's like a frog. He's like ribbit, like Willem. Willem. Defoe! Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Not ringing a single bell. <laughs> It's about. <laughs> I it's, literally just watched it. It's about a young woman uh, brought back to life by an unorthodox scientist. So it's like a female Frankenstein type deal, with a bit of it's like fish a female out of Frankenstein's stuff. monster type thing. All right, sorry, intern. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I offend you by saying Frankenstein and not Frankenstein's monster? I'm sorry. Like like female doctor and female monster, or female is, doctor. Is this officer? Is this officer intern or is this officer Nathan's? Because uh, if it's officer, hang on. So it's like a sad man who brings his dead wife back? No. I don't think yeah, so. It wouldn't be obster interns. Yeah, well, I'm defaulting that would be the sad man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll talk very briefly about Scorsese and DiCaprio and the Killers of the Flower Moon on October 5th. Uh, or Sorry, not October 5th, but just in October. Five words for Killers of the Flower Moon, okay? Five words. You ready? Three hours, 26 minutes. We'll leave it there. Yeah, that's like every movie that's coming out, right? Right now, ever. Yeah, one word. No. (laughs) Edgar (laughs) Edgar Wright. We know who that is, right? Baby Driver and all those movies with Simon Pegg in them. Yeah, the Cornello trilogy. Apparently, he's the one doing the Running Man remake, which could be fun. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Dylan. Who's playing Arnold? I don't. It hasn't got that far. Denny Villeneuve has two projects in production after Dune. One of them is Cleopatra. And the other is Rendezvous with Rama. What's that about? A team of astronauts are sent on a mission to explore a giant interstellar spaceship hurtling toward the sun, based on a novel by Arthur C. Clarke. Cool. Yeah, very. And the final option, Nathan, is about Aronofsky. He's going to take another shot at horror. All right. Well, yeah, it's been a while. I didn't expect him to, like, put his tail between his legs from his colossal failure. I thought that he would kind of rebound a little bit quicker. Well, he just did the whale. With Brendan Fraser, right? So he always that was, was that him? Yeah, he always does this. He gets beaten down, and then he does these like cheap one-off movies that get him critical acclaim. Then they cut him another check. Yeah. So it's... I totally did not know that was him. That was that was Aronofsky. I did. What's? Uh, I mean, is it a good movie or was it just a really incredible performance? Because I've not really heard much about like, oh, you've got to see the whale because it is good. I don't oh, care about Brendan well... Fraser being incredible. The, the, I think uh, Brendan Fraser and the the girls like uh, Hong Chao, she's amazing in everything that she's in. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're both great. It's 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 really good. It is a character. Can you piece. Uh, can you make us a letterbox list of all the things that she's been in? Uh, she was in Downsizing. And I don't want you to say off all of her started. movies. <clears throat> I don't want you to say all of her movies. It's being an asshole. Uh, 
Yeah, he just challenged him. Yeah, but no, Aronofsky <laughs> is that's if if anything that he's good at. He's good at getting a performance out of yeah. people, and and often a good performance out of people you would never expect it from. Yeah, Marlon Wayans. Yeah. Okay, Marlon Wayans. <laughs> it says this movie says it's in pre-production and not in development, so I have to assume this is actually happening. It mm. is called Adrift. It is a ghost ship movie, an abandoned cool. yacht with a distress call. A deckhand agrees to take loan control of it and finds out why it's abandoned while it's being towed into port. And the deckhand is Jared Leto. (laughs) I'm just helping you with information about the future. These are just Opser Nathans. Yeah, that's not an immediate turnoff to me. That weirdo. Does Leto ever actually do like a bad job though? Like, isn't he good at... For the most part. Like most things that he's in? Yeah, he's, he's not a media turnoff to me. He's more of a weirdo sure. in real life than... Yeah, than I mean, movies. even even when he's in bad movies, it's not like he's he's the part that makes it bad, like Morbin Time. Mm. <laughs> mm, right, Morbin Time. I feel like that was maybe both of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't see Morbin, but I don't know. But it's on the list. All right, uh, time to do... Okay, so it is 150. We're blowing it out. We're going to do a quick Q&A here. We're going to do some greatest hits. Daniel, there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. (laughs) Hey, Roxy. I went through a lot of old episodes. And back in the day, we used to do Would You Rather a lot. Mm-hmm. And mm. I, I pulled some of the funnier would you rather questions for us to do a, a a greatest hits from our past. Is that fun? Sure. Would you rather have a vagina on your forehead or a row of penises down your back like a stegosaurus? A uh, vagina on the forehead. Really? Right. Well, yeah, no, I, that's weird because I immediately jumped on the stegosaurus penis back. But <laughs> because then I halted because, you know, often these things are a trick. There's like a trick involved when the, like when the so answer is obvious. But now Intern's throwing us off pl- with his pussy head. Well, you can pleasure yourself so much easier. How are you going to get to all your stegosaurus dicks and you're going to faint from all the blood going to your back dick? Ooh, yeah, yeah, getting boners would be weird. Yeah, yeah it would be. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. So if there's a bunch of dicks back there, do they all get erect at the same time? Oh, good question. Right. Good question. Or are there primary dicks? Right. Do you have control how, over them? How do the, yeah. How do, how do the dicks function? Is, is there an how alpha dick? are they? Can you get, you know, a, a gaggle of ladies on all yes. can you, they too can, close together? Can you uh, be the stegosaurus, like, horseback ride and, like, you know, fuck however many dicks are on your back women at the same time and when you come do you come all at once and do you what like explode and pass you out just die yeah like <laughs> you get one i mean a vagina you get one you can hide the vagina right with a bandana you just have to become a biker or something just wear a yeah and i'm bandana. getting like really intense visuals because <laughs> well does the does the vagina head does it menstruate Oof. Ooh. oh boy hello yeah, once a yeah. month you got a little string dangling didn't, on your forehead. You're like, <laughs> didn't think about like that. Hair, you know, <laughs> didn't think about that, did you, intern? You were just like, mm, yeah, get myself off, stick my finger in my forehead. You weren't thinking about all the yeah. blood pouring down yeah, your he, head, were you? He was though, thinking about just jamming fingers into his forehead. Like, he yeah, was. that'll work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he fucking was. Yeah. All right, 
Next. I can still do that while I'm menstruating. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> would would you rather would you rather fight one hundred duck sized horses or one horse sized duck? Uh, one horse sized duck. Yeah. Again. Jumping at the Jumping. counterintuitive option. Jumping. Poor bunch of little horses. You can't, what, kick them around? It's not oh, I have See, enough, a hard enough time with one little dog. Right, but, like, horses aren't, like, really built. Like, they, they can bite, but that's not their primary weapon. Right. So, really, you just got to dodge a bunch of, like, small kicks. Just yeah. side kicks and, like, back kicks? Yeah, and they'll still hurt because horses are powerful, but at the, at the dog side, well, what's the, what, wait, duck size? Uh, yeah, duck size. Yeah, ducks. Yeah, and then ducks Tiny. range. Like some some ducks small. are big, really but not, small. But not all of them. I feel like the hundred horse ducks could overwhelm you. Sure, yes, they could. But then just imagine. And then you're just getting trampled by like hundreds of horses. But you're probably gonna get raped by that horse-sized duck with his like incredibly oh, gnarly duck a, penis. He's got a barb. Oh yeah, those duck penises too are super long. Yeah, you're just gonna get a big webbed foot pressing your back down into the dirt and you're just like no no and you can't do anything about it well and some ducks are really mean yeah that's so. true yeah uh, i got to picture this for the rest of the day whack whack <laughs> <laughs> wake up in a cold sweat <laughs> all right uh, would you rather be hunted by a family of backwoods homicidal maniacs or trapped alone with a few other people in an isolated arctic facility Oh, Arctic facility. Uh, yeah, Arctic facility. Have you guys seen the preview for uh, True Detective Night Country? It's out. No. The trailer. No. The trailer's out for it. Not the show, but the trailer. Oh, yes, I have. I have seen that. I didn't know it was still going. Yeah. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster out in the wilderness. Season four. Arctic. Out in the Arctic. That's cool. I'm down yeah. with that. Yeah. <clears throat> Would you rather be wiped out by aliens in a horrific interstellar war? with the rest of humanity or be part of the remnant survivors enslaved forever by your alien masters. Go out in glory. Oh. I think. Yeah. That's tough. Don't want to I'm not I don't a survivor. Know. Yeah. I can, I can enjoy a, a duck size, a horse size duck alien, you know, raping me for nice. nice way to come back around. You <laughs> are a bunch of like confusing nightmares, like aliens pulling their <laughs> pants down. It's just a horse <laughs> instead of a dick. You, you have been treated like a slave on this podcast. So, it's not a huge stretch for you to want to continue to be one. It's kind of uh, my thing, you know? Yeah, you're like Stockholm now. Like, if they took yeah. if they took you on, you would just be, you would almost not even notice. Yeah. I don't right? think, I think, you know, lately I've been reading some stuff about the Civil War and uh, taking a look at some of the shit, awful shit that America did in the past to Indians. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I want to die. I'll, I'll go out. <laughs> I'll go out in the war. Yeah, or it would be something even like more horrific that you couldn't really like think of in advance. Like, oh, oh we we need to keep you to like breed our worker race oh, for shit. the future. So then you're just like hooked, you're like pinned against the wall, and they just have a thing around your junk that's constantly milking you, but they're like painful, never-ending orgasms. You're just like, oh, that's oh, great. I want that. You're not Nathan anymore. You're Reek. Okay. <laughs> uh, last last one. This is one of my favorites. Would you rather your legal first name be Guy or Pal? Hey, Pal. Guy. guy. Well, I, hey. I work with hey. a guy. Guy. And that seems fine. Hey, Pal. Uh, pal, I think, would be worse. Hey, Pal. Yeah. I think would you rather Pal or Buddy? 
<laughs> oh, that's a better one. I should change it to buddy. What's your first name? Would it be buddy or pal? Buddy. Hey, buddy. Oh, those hey, are pal. both but shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, guy is an actual name. Yeah. So. And you can tweak it, like, oh, it's Guy. Yeah. Yeah, you can always go with the French, but we don't because we hate them. Right. That's right. <clears throat> Uh, oh, quick, uh, another jab into the past here. We've got uh, MPAA rating description match game. Do you guys remember this? Hmm. Yep. Your movies are Team America World Police, Twister, Grumpier Old Men, and Three Ninjas Knuckle Up. Best one. Your descriptions are uh, rated R for graphic, crude, and sexual humor, violent images, and strong language, all involving puppets. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> that would be uh, Team America. Uh, PG-13 for intense depiction of very bad weather. No, Twister. Well, yeah. that's got to be Twister. Uh, rated PG-13 for salty language and innuendos. Grumpier old men. Well, that's got to be a grumpy old man. And mm-hmm. uh, rated PG-13 for nonstop ninja action. Okay. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Three ninjas, <laughs> knuckles deep. Yeah. These are actual ratings. That's funny. Yeah, the weather one is hilarious. The innuendo one is funny because they're just like, yeah, this old man talks about dicks and pussies for like 20 minutes. <laughs> that was good. That was fun. Nice little jab from the past. You guys ready for the lineup or what? Hit yes. Me. Oh, the enthusiasm is really low. Let's try that again. You guys ready for the lineup or what? <laughs> we have before us what it's could be <laughs> the greatest lineup that we have ever experienced. You know, I knew that. I knew when I woke up this morning. I knew that this was going to be the best lineup that we've ever had. <laughs> I'm just reading a press release here from Sad Sack Studios right now. It says here that this is the greatest lineup that we have ever had. Before. Okay, now we don't say this very often. <laughs> the greatest lineup you will ever witness as a member of this podcast. In the lineup for which all of you shall be bequeathed. And I'm not fucking around this time. This time it is serious. Tonight could be... The greatest lineup, pound for pound, best lineup we've ever experienced before on Taylor Park Podcast. Well, I like a good pound. Uh, Sadzak has has issued a few statements, okay? Okay, here we go. Best show ever. Uh, Um, (laughs) This lineup will change your life and you'll punch a baby. And uh, number 80 means harmony. Okay, Daniel, you need to follow me on this. Following? Mission colon impossible hyphen dead reckoning part one (laughs) (laughs) the longest title we've ever had all right amanda might have to help me on this one mission impossible nope Mission colon. He wants you to do the... Oh, right. Mission colon impossible hyphen <laughs> dead reckoning subline part one. <sighs> Even better. <laughs> Here we go. Our lives are the sum of our choices. cannot escape the past. Ethan, this mission of yours is gonna cost you dearly. 
world is changing. Truth is vanishing. War is coming. It's been a long time, friend. You've no idea the power I represent. It knows your story and how it ends. Listen to me. The world's coming after you. His fate is written. Shall we write yours too? If anything happens to them, there's no place that I won't go to kill you. That is written. objective what's your ultimate objective your life will always matter more to me than my own none of our lives can matter more than this mission I don't accept that Nathan, Mission Impossible, Mission colon, Impossible, hyphen, Dead Reckoning, Subline, Part 1. Worried or excited? Thank you, uh, Daniel. This is a big moment for me. I am a big Mission Impossible fan. I'm a big Tom Cruise fan. I watched an eight-minute um, YouTube video about the stunt that he did and all the work that he had to do to do it, which is like 13,000 motocross jumps and like... 30 skydives a day, uh, shit tons of preparation. They put a bunch of GPS shit on him and built a mock ramp with a landing pad for the bike. And he was on uh, wires and they were just trying to get like the angle of it correct and all that. It's a great video. I recommend watching it. The man's insane. And uh, yeah, this is in apparently Dead Reckoning Part 2. They're going to amp it up with another crazy stunt. And then he's going to go film a fucking movie in space on the International Space Station where they're probably going to die. <laughs> the man's he's insane. actually going to the ISS? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's two hours, 36 minutes. It's Part 1. We have uh, the guy what? from... Huh? Carry on. So technically it's a, like a five and a half hour movie. <laughs> Possibly. Um, I also... Chelsea, for my birthday, she bought me the Blu-ray set, the 4K set of Mission Impossible, and I rewatched all of them. And it has a few weak spots along the way, sure, but for the most part, they're fun movies, and it's going to be fun. Like, I'm not sure what you could say negative about this. It's just a big action movie with practical special effects. It's going to blow it out big. It's going to be fun. And yeah, two hours and 36 minutes is not that long nowadays, I'm sure. You guys have made excuses for movies that had just that much runtime or longer, so I don't want to hear any crap about it. Well, it's like an hour less long than the Scorsese thing that's coming out. It's a great trailer. It's got him running a lot. We like the running. 
got the guy from the very first movie is back, and he delivers that line beautifully. It's gonna cost you dearly. Oh, great delivery. I'm 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 amped. Oh, I'm jacked. Mission Impossible. Excited. Amanda. Uh, I'm also excited. Um, he's a lunatic. These <laughs> movies are great. They're bombastic and fun. I do tend to sort of get, for some reason, the actual plots of Mission Impossible movies pretty much immediately leave my brain. <laughs> They're hard for me to hold on to. Yeah, the, the stunt set pieces stick. Yeah. yeah. And just like the vibe and yeah. like, oh, there's faces on faces and everybody's got a face. <laughs> Um, what was the other one? Oh, yeah, he held his breath for so long in that circular water room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's that bad guy. Uh, you know the the weird one. Yeah. Anyway, but I love them all, and I recently rewatched several of them because I agree they're just they're just a good time. Um, I tolerate longer action movies better than longer drama movies. So <sighs> even though I'm sure there's still 20 minutes to be trimmed somewhere, mm. um, I will accept it. You know, I'll step in here because you talking that way made me remember that I listened to the Rewatchables podcast and they did Mission Impossible Fallout on the Rewatchables. And they really brought that out. The fun aspect of just letting go. The same way that you would let go with the ridiculousness of the Fast and Furious movies. They were just having fun with it. They were like, well, that's what Mission Impossible does. No, no, no. You just need some big... I don't know, whoever, they're going to unleash nuclear war, whatever it is. Just give me an in. Let's go. Get me to the yeah, stunts. You could literally just call it like the MacGuffin and put it in a suitcase and then we're ready to go. <laughs> well, they were they were having a lot of fun with Fallout because they were like, okay. So they go to this elaborate thing where they drug the guy up, make him think he's in a hospital bed, fool him into watching a fake wolf blitzer on TV just mm-hmm. to get, just to get. What was their goal? Their goal was to get his password for his phone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're telling me that forty million dollars impossible million? mission force can't get into his fucking phone? Yeah. I just watched that. Crack his phone. <laughs> That's they so fucking they funny. Can't, they can't crack his phone, so they have to. It's a big elaborate thing, but that's Mission Impossible. Yeah. So I've donned this mask, this perfect mask of you. I've been living at your house as your wife's husband for three weeks, trying to get this password. <laughs> Yeah, and they write around the stunts, too. It's like, oh, I want to do a huge jump with a motorcycle off of a huge cliff and base jump with a parachute. Where can we insert that into the script? It's not like it was compelled or organically was birthed by the script. Well, that's in an interview that Tom Cruise did, he, all of these Mission Impossible movies, he comes up with a stunt idea, and... That's the thing. They're like, hey, I'm going to do these two stunts in this movie. Now write the movie around it. Yes, exactly. That nine-minute video I watched on YouTube, they were training for the stunt for a year. Yeah. It was all about the stunt. I also watched that. It was pretty entertaining. Yeah. The same video where like he does that that stunt off the cliff in its its entirety six times in a day. Yeah. 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 And all all the stunt guys are just jacked because he's so committed to it and he's... Just going well, up 30 times my again. comment when we watched that, because one of you guys shared it, was like, how much better does the shot need to be? Right. <laughs> because I think you already got it. Now I think you just like doing this, oh, which is fine. Absolutely. In, in that video, after they do a completed one, they even cut to him just real short where he's like, 
yeah i i want to hold on to the bike for a for like a second longer yes yeah 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 he's just coming up with excuses to do it again yeah yeah Yeah. like when they did the plane thing yeah and they he they did it the first time and then the director was like all right we did it he's alive and then he gets back down he's like okay we're gonna do it again (laughs) what yeah in that video christopher mcquarrie looks like he's just he's just did you see a a parachute you saw a parachute oh thank god (laughs) yeah it's funny stuff it's crazy because i imagine if you are responsible in some way for tom cruise's tom cruise's death there has got to be truly some like illuminati cloaked mob that just shows up at your house and murders your entire bloodline but he must (laughs) he must be the ultimate yes man this guy because he like Tom Cruise latched himself onto this Macquarie guy and just like he's now directing or writing everything with him. Yeah. Just like, sure, Tom. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Whatever you want. Yes. Yeah, I yes. sincerely doubt anybody directs Tom Cruise oh, anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who is, I, I watched an interview with uh, Bill Hader and he's talking about Tom Cruise and he's like, yeah, so I tell this, like, the safety and stunt team uh, what I want to do. And they say, oh, we can't do that. And my immediate reaction is, I go and hire a new stunt team and safety director. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the solution. We're doing this no matter what. He's crazy. Uh, I'm super jacked. I'm really excited about this. Nice. Yeah, same. I don't have anything that I can add that you guys haven't already covered. Excellent. Well, let's move on to uh, number two. I will say that every one of us, because this is a big blowout tonight, every one of us has a movie dedicated to each of us. So along with this being the best lineup we've ever had, there's a movie for each and every one of us. And that, was, awesome. so that, that was for so you like then. Both personal and communal. Yes, both personal. Thank you, Amanda. Yes, both personal and communal. This was me. Yes, I'm the main host of the show, and I uh, get the headliner. That's just how it is. <clears throat> and uh, the teeter is going to be Amanda's movie. Because mm. Amanda sits on the board of Sadzak, and uh, she's got a lot of pull. <laughs> Got a lot of pull down there. We're talking about Barbie. Barbie. Here we go. Hey, Barbie. Can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned, just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and plant choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. You can find me under the lights, diamonds under my eyes. This is the best day ever. It is the best day ever. So is yesterday, and so is tomorrow, and every day from now until forever. You guys ever think about dying? When my heart breaks Some things have been happening that might be related When my world shakes Cold shower Ooh. Falling off my roof ah! And my heels are on the ground <gasps> Blood feet! What do I have to do? You have to go to the real world you can go back to your regular life, or you can know the truth about the universe. The choice is now yours. The first one, the high heel. You have to want to know, okay? Do it again. Closer, I am fine. 
coming with you. Okay. Wow, this is the real world. <laughs> What's going on? Why are these men looking at me? Yeah, they're also staring at me. in the real world. That's impossible. If this got out, this could mean extremely weird things for our world. This would be catastrophic! We haven't played with Barbie since we were like five years old. Oh! No one rests until this doll is back in a box. Even if nobody else along. Humans only have one ending. Get that Barbie! Ideas live forever. No, I won't let you do just one appendectomy. But I'm a man. But not a doctor. Can I talk to a doctor? You are talking to a doctor. Can I need a clicky pen? No. A sharp thing? No. There he is. Doctor! Somebody get security. It's Bobby, if you're still in doubt. Amanda, Barbie, worried or excited? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this. It looks so fun and cute, and I love the idea of Barbie like awakening. And um, I, I also like Greta Gerwig, and I trust her to to do something smart with Barbie. I'm also very very happy that Amy Schumer is not Barbie um, <laughs> as originally planned. It would have been a fucking drag. Um, Ryan Gosling is nailing it. <laughs> that end scene. Of him with the doctor, the little doctor bit was great. Oh, no, I, I just, you know, I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I, everything about it looks charming and, and, and fun to me. Be excited. <clears throat> I, I, that's, that's the first time I've actually seen anything from the movie, like in terms of that, that wasn't like a, a screenshot or a still or something. So I wasn't exactly even sure what the plot was. I just knew from their costumes and stuff that it was going to be bonkers. Um, I like that they have every like the way everything looks when they're in Barbie world. Like I, I wanted it to be super like jarringly toy like, but still have them all be live action. And so it looks like they nailed that. And then uh, having a, the fish out of water stuff that always works for comedies, always, always old tried true. And then uh, it looks like both of them are playing their characters way better than I even expected. So. I'm excited for Barbie. <laughs> Intern? I'm going to say that uh, of all the trailers we've watched um, with the quote persuasion, <laughs> this has the best quote persuasion that I've seen in a trailer. And good. that is, if you love Barbie, this movie's for you. And if you hate Barbie, this movie's for you. <laughs> and and I was like, ah, this movie's for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't really have feelings towards Barbie, but you know, whether I love or hate Barbie, if this movie's for me, I I just got uh, quote persuaded into into it. But this does look awesome, and Greta Gerwig is uh, she's great. The costumes also just look fantastic. What else is Greta Gerwig? She did uh, Lady Bird. And Where the Little hell Woman. did you come from? Did you just hide? Are you are you not the babysitter? No, I'm not the babysitter. My friend. <laughs> that. That is Greta Gerwig from House of the Devil. 
She gets her head yeah. blown off. <clears throat> She's uh, <laughs> she directed this. She directed this. She directed Lady Bird, which you didn't see, but yeah. it's a coming of age girl movie. She also directed the Little Women remake, which I didn't watch. Um, couple and... of couple of drags, Amanda. Come uh, on. <laughs> Lady Bird was great. Yeah, we didn't need that to help us with that assessment. You know, but... I got to tell you, uh, Greta Gerwig is great fun as an actress in most of the stuff that she's in. She has done a lot of like art house type movies with, uh, I forget the director's name, interns? Noah Baumbach. Noah Baumbach. There you go. Has a good relationship with him. Her movies are very like, you know, kind of write them herself and direct them herself. Did she write this too? I don't know. Oh, she must have. Wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. It's, yeah, it's fish out of water story. So it's going to be like, I don't know, I guess kind of like along the same lines as Elf. Yeah. Probably similar. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. I have a few questions. Does Ken grow a penis when he leaves Barbie Land? I I bet they do, right? I bet <laughs> if if she gets, I bet she, like, she grows nips, yeah. and, and and I guess labia, of course. Yeah, for sure. Or the, yeah, the, the or the whole vulva. Like, let's just get deep. Because <laughs> the dolls are non-descript. They're very yeah. non-sexy. Ooh, yeah, and anuses. That means that they would shit for the first time. Oh my god, that's exciting! How far will they take it? They won't take it that far. Is the Will Ferrell stuff? They're just like, what's happening? They just keep pissing themselves. I feel like the Will Ferrell stuff is like cheap laughs, like not really necessary. But who knows? That stuff at the end with Ryan Gosling is hilarious with the doctor. There he is. Yeah. That's, That's uh, Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach wrote this script. There you go. There you go. <clears throat> well, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it because they're usually doing like pretty stuffy, dialogue-driven, character-driven, intimate, how art house type movies. So them writing a fish out of water movie might be a little bit different than we think it's going to be, or it might be, it might have more to it. So I don't know. And the preview definitely looks fun. So, and I like Robbie and I like <clears throat> what's his nuts. Gosling. Gosling. There's some criticism of Gosling being too old to be able to play Ken. I don't know. If yeah. That's... I loved his response to that too. Oh, what'd he say? Uh, Ryan Gosling was like too old. Literally no one ever thought about Ken until just now. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's for you. Yeah, the he's, folks you know about Ken. He's got the charisma to do it, though. So yeah, no, all arounds. I think it's excited all around. Yes. Yeah. Although I, I do, I will say, any further past this, and he probably would be too old. Yeah. He's Isn't starting he to and hit Robbie that. like the same age. Maybe. Is, is he? I feel like he's starting know. to hit like wrinkles and gray, and she's kind of still seems in her prime. Oh, she'll seem young forever until she's like seventy. Yeah. They all look beautiful until the first face job. Okay. Intermission um, from the movie for everyone bit. There was some debate over how to do the fulcrum tonight, being that it's a blowout. Uh, There was some talk of different movies, but I decided to go with the classic A24 horror movie so we can get some nice, clean Daniel horror evaluation. Because otherwise, you know, there was a Nicolas Cage movie, but then it just becomes a big Cage jerk-off instead of actually talking about the qualities of a horror film, which is what we want it to be tonight. Talk to me. Talk to me. Here we go. <laughs> Have you seen the group chat? They're doing it again tonight. No. Please. 
It's my mom's remembrance day. I just want to forget about it. Huh? I'll do it. Cannot go for more than 90 seconds. Am I clear? What happens after 90 seconds? Don't want to stay. Light the candle to open the door. Blow it out to close it. Put your hand on it. Now say, talk to me. Talk to me. What did the hand feel like? It felt amazing. I could see and feel everything on the other side. So my mom, she was trying to reach out. I'm here. Still been saying stuff. You mean saying stuff? What if we open the door but we didn't shut it? Oh my god, they followed us! I like you. They're not gonna stop. They're never gonna stop. Daniel, worried or excited about talk to me? <clears throat> uh, from the start of the trailer, what I do like about the scenario that this movie presents before it goes into its sort of larger, crazier aspects uh, is that it takes something very simple, which I, which is something that I like and about horror, uh, something simple that you can do that you can almost trick yourself into believing is real. So like a good example is like the Ouija board. It has an alphabet, a couple of some numbers, a yes and a no, but you and a friend put your fingers on it. If you really focus, you can totally trick yourselves into thinking that it moves a smidge here or a smidge there, or maybe all the way to a letter. Uh, that's the same sort of vibe you get with this hand game. You could, you could see yourself gripping the hand, even as you're watching the trailer and maybe feeling a tickle of a finger against your wrist or like, so I like that, just that concept alone. Um, the whole like house party, let's set up a horror movie scenario is so pervasive that I, that doesn't even register. I'm totally focused on that hand. And then I'm glad that the movie goes a step up from there into like, oh fuck, we've unleashed a bunch of demons <laughs> and now they're fucking murdering everybody and causing a bunch of havoc and craziness. And then we have the hopes of like maybe some really gruesome scenes or torturous, not torturous as in like gore, but as in like dread and fear um, that picks up in the latter half of the trailer, which for me saves it. Had it just been a house party and like, Oh, we're, what happened to Stacy? I don't know. She touched the hand and now we can't find her. I would not be on board, but that it takes off into like, we've unleashed a bunch of demons. Uh Oh, um, I, li I like that. So I'm going to go excited for a talk. To <clears throat> nice. Amanda, do you concur with your husband? 
Oh, there we go. I don't know. I think it's got potential, but I there's something about it that's maybe it's that it's A24 and they've let me down so many times. Mm, there it is. That's a that's a narrative here. A lot of times oh. we've watched narrative or we watched A24 trailers and they have been very good, well-done trailers and the movie ends up being subpar. Yeah. Great point. <sighs> took me a long time to watch hereditary and that ending is batshit disappointing yeah it's just missing something for me i don't know i can't put my finger on it haha <laughs> can't put my finger on it oh. um ah. but i mean i'll watch it if if daniel turns it on at home neutral worried oh yeah that could be the worst we were gonna shard all over the place the worst uh rating you could give and neutral excited uh <laughs> Kept the shard alive. <laughs> still, still the worst rating you could get something neutral. Oh, that goes back. That goes back to the old days. Zero. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and I can't uh, it. What's that, Dan? And I can't really argue that there. You said something that you can't quite put your finger on is missing, mm-hmm. and I kind of, I kind of sense that. But yeah, intern. But you know what? There was is uh, a kangaroo. That's going to be bloody kangaroo tracks. Bloody kangaroo, yeah. I can't wait for that. That's enough to tip me into excited. Mm. Uh, this looks, I th- I don't know, off the trailer, I'm interested. Uh, I want to watch it, so I'm going to say I'm excited. Uh, it pulled me in. Uh, Hereditary was a steaming pile of garbage, but the one after that, which Daniel and Amanda didn't like also, you mean the one is before like that? one of my favorite movies, Midsummer. It was before Hereditary. No, that was after Hereditary. Really? Yeah. Challenge! Ari Aster's first movie was Hereditary, and his second movie was Midsummer. Challenge! His third one, his bow was afraid. And do you not like the entirety of Hereditary, or just like the ending? Just the ending. I, I didn't like the whole thing. Okay. I was hoping it, it would go like, there's like There is three different like classifications. There's like, I don't like it at all. I like it, but the ending... I like the whole thing. There's like it's rare that I find that there's three camps like that on a particular movie. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't know. Hereditary for the most part, for the first half of it I was engaged. It's just it sucks when the when the movie is is clearly competent, but then it doesn't bring it home or it doesn't I've I find you've communicated a lot of frustration like that in the past, Daniel, where it's like Yeah. You know, you just didn't push it far enough or you didn't take advantage of opportunities, you know. Yeah, this, or why didn't you weave this in? <laughs> like, I, I don't have any expectation of where Talk to Me should go. I see that the two brothers that directed this movie worked on The Babadook, not as directors, but they were on the set. And The Babadook was like the last time a horror movie was really, like, awesome to me. It's a long time ago. I'm not a horror movie guru, but I really like The Babadook. So I'll give this an excited. I'll extend my hand. <laughs> Okay. Really in- reached out there. I oh. <laughs> Intern's entry. Totter. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Here we go. This is 
is a national emergency. Detonator's charged. We're in a race against the Nazis. start 18 how could you possibly know that we've got one hope all america's industrial might and scientific innovation connected here secret laboratory keep everyone there until it's done let's go recruit some scientists build a town build it fast we don't let scientists bring their families. We'll never get the best. Why would we go to the middle of nowhere for who knows how long? Why? Why? How about because this is the most important thing that ever happened in the history of the world? You're the great improviser, but this... you can't do in your head. Are we saying there's a chance that when we push that button, we destroy the world? Chances are near zero. Near zero. What do you want from theory alone? Zero would be nice. This is a matter of life and death. I can perform this miracle. World War II would be over. Our boys would come home. That's happening, isn't it? The world will remember this day. Our work here will ensure a peace mankind has never seen. Until somebody builds a bigger one. You are the man who gave them the power to destroy themselves. And the world is not prepared. Oppenheimer, intern, worried or excited? I am so excited to watch this movie that there is no way we'll pass the Bechtel test. <laughs> but I'm really excited. This I I I like Nolan's science movies. That this one's you know, the Manhattan Project is uh, is a nice bonus. Uh, he's gone into a lot of detail, like filming at Oppenheimer's house and going out to the same spot that they blew shit up. Um, it's pretty authentic. It's got to be pr pretty fucked up to to try and get inside of these guys' heads here who, uh, you know, ruined the world or saved it, whatever. Well, that's the I, dilemma, isn't it? Crazy, I, crazy moment in history. I'm really excited. I think this is, uh, yeah... Yeah, it, there's a lot going on. 
and uh do you how much, I, how much do you wait. know about this movie like if i asked you questions about it could you answer those questions i uh, i might okay i don't know question number one i have is is this movie like two hours of them building the town doing the manhattan project and creating the atom bomb and then one hour of you know deciding whether or not that was a good moral decision or is it all interlaced like is it like flashbacks or flash forwards happening during the story with nolan everything he's been doing is all like fucking around with time so my my best guess would be that it's going to be interlaced like back and forth uh but all the black and white scenes are like you you're referring to tenant and dunkirk yeah okay um yeah anyway uh all the black and white scenes are like courtroom what's supposed to be present day after they've dropped the bomb i think and then all the stuff in color is like flashbacks and what is the courtroom stuff is it like a congressional hearing auditing how they did it yeah i'm not too sure or auditing the drop of the bomb in japan yeah uh it could part of like the trials following it's probably yeah it's probably some interesting part of the trials a dog and pony show we're gonna investigate what you did i I love courtroom drama Hmm. and i i like science stuff so it's just all gonna be good for me yeah it all boils down to holy shit balls uh none of us even if we can are gonna do that again right guys right okay jesus (laughs) that's what the whole thing boils down to (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. No, well, they had to drop two two yeah. bombs. Yeah. yeah. They're like, uh, did it work? I don't know. Let's drop another one. Oh, fuck. It worked. Yeah. Get on your fucking knees, Japan, and promise to never raise a weapon again. Yeah. It altered the cultural trajectory of Japan forever after yes. thousands of years in a single moment. <laughs> uh, now the U.S. has given them a bunch of weapons again to defend against North Korea. There you go. And the rest of the world went, oh, fuck. And then uh, America and Russia threatened each other for 30 years. And then here we are. <clears throat> was, I thought that uh, Germany was supposed to be getting this. America just got into the war to take out Japan. They didn't really uh, yeah. involve themselves too much with the Germany stuff. Russia's the one that took down Germany. Let's be honest. By yeah. Their own bodies. <clears throat> I'd, I'd, uh, anyway, let's not get into the... the... Anyway, let's all kill ourselves. Yeah. Amanda? <laughs> um, Intern clearly has an Oppenheimer boner. Well, I mean, I, I do. I'll, I'll say I'm excited just to like the shard going because it's a blowout. But we all know I don't want to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the excited. Uh, yeah, three hours of, uh, I mean, Christopher Nolan, right? Like, it's going to be a quality movie, provided that he doesn't. Quality, yeah. competent, yeah. beautifully shot. Yeah. Boring as fuck. He's got to he's got to redeem himself from his clusterfuck of Tenant. Yeah, Tenant was a fucking disappointment. Yeah, I uh, I normally this kind of movie big snooze fest normally for me, but because it it does deal with the the atom bomb and just the sheer that is that is a historical moment that I have frequently thought about as a young person and as an adult that is just like wow. Yeah, you really were just hanging out, a bunch of scientists, and we're just like, we created something that we could destroy our entire species with. <laughs> and it seems so insane. 
and then even more insane to just like go ahead and try it out um and then of course just the way that atom bombs look when they detonate mm -hmm. is so impactful visually that i feel like even though i'm you might have to take me in there kicking and screaming a little bit that i might enjoy it by the time i walk out <laughs> so excited. might enjoy it excited um did anyone else okay so in the trailer when i'm excited too i want to see i'm also what daniel said about the creation of the atom bomb manhattan project all that is very appealing to me um but in this trailer when matt damon says near zero and he's got his concerned face on do you remember that part of the trailer yeah yeah that's like the best part of the trailer yeah. and when i'm talking to uh daniel and amanda right now when <laughs> when you heard that part of the trailer daniel and amanda did you hear this in your mind or when when you saw that <laughs> did you hear that <laughs> that's what i heard when i saw that part of the trailer i was like intern intern <laughs> laughed at that when he first watched it <clears throat> we take shots because we love you that's why we take shots finally <laughs> and uh final movie tonight because it's blowout for daniel is dune part two Part two. Here we go. It's breathtaking. When you see sand here, imagine water. If you dive in, you can't reach the bottom. You dive in. Yes, it's called swimming. <laughs> I don't I don't believe you. In the shadows of Arrakis lie many secrets. But the darkest of them all may remain. of House Atreides. My father didn't believe in revenge. What if Paul Atreides were still alive? Have you ever had a dream about your first ride? I understand. Nothing fancy. You will never lose me, Paltrades. We 
gave them something to hope for. That's not hope! May thy knife chip and shatter. Daniel, bring us home. Worried or excited about Dune 2? I am so fucking excited. Feels like coming to the end of truly a decades-long journey internally for me of reading this book as a youth and being a fan and seeing the 1984 Dune and the TV movies and like loving pieces of each but never really getting what I wanted. And this has finally come after all this time part one was so satisfying uh finally fulfilling that desire to see the book brought to screen in a truly profound and accurate way and now we're getting part two and it looks every bit as good as the first part plus it's got the fucking bodacious you know core theme of right riding the fucking worm uh which with the awesome soundtrack is so fun to watch like it's a banger score isn't it yeah so yeah absolutely excited weirdly um sometimes what's her name kind of pulls me out zendaya yeah oh for like a a little bit not not enough to like ruin things for me just like i don't know she seems like the one misplaced person out of all of them but not not enough to make to, to bother me um uh yeah absolutely totally excited can't wait well we'll be there Everybody who's not in Oppenheimer is in this movie, so. Right. And Florence Pugh is in both. <laughs> oh, is, is Pugh in both of them? Yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just love that a director that I fell in love with is doing this. He just keeps, <laughs> he keeps fucking slamming it, you know? Because so many times, like, I'll fall in love with a director. There's so many examples. Like uh, Jeremy Saulnier, who did Blue Ruin and uh, The Green Room. And um, Duncan Jones, who did Moon. Like, all these guys got written blank checks to go to Netflix, and they just had no... I don't know what it was. Not enough producer oversight. I don't know what it is. They just failed. Even Oliver Stone, he, like, hit it out out of the park several times, and then he just started to suck. And I'm just always constantly disappointed by these directors that I fall in love with. And Villeneuve, he started out relatively small. He was doing movies with Gyllenhaal. He was, he was just, he had that like steady cam and the slow zoom. And I was like jerking off about it. But he just, <laughs> he just keeps getting better and better and better. Like Blade twenty, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I mean, Arrival intern loves it. I'm on the fence, but it was still a decent movie. And now Doom, Aww. like he just keeps getting better. Like I don't know, this this guy's fucking, he's a monster. This guy. It's weird that you didn't say anything about Sicario, because... Oh, Sicario. Fuck. That's like so comfort good. comfort film. You can just so put that on. Good. Who puts Sic- Sicario on? <laughs> I does. do. Yeah. I do. It's a fucking Sicario. Just the pace of it and the it's feel like of it. It's like a visual. Yeah. It's so visually pleasing to... And can we just... Can, intern, can I get you to admit something here? It's clear that Robert Jordan ripped off Frank Herbert. All right? That scene where he walks up and throws his knife up. He's talking to the Aiel right there. He's like showing him his dragons on his arms. Like this is a total ripoff. Come on. Robert Robert Jordan has taken parts of all history. All history? You mean like plagiarizing like previous books? History? Myths and myths and legends. <laughs> if you plagiarize enough, you're just citing. You know? They're they're all part of something. 
He did the King Arthur thing in book three. <laughs> all right. Truly all does get encompassed in the scale of the Wheel of Time. Yeah. yeah I'm like, Aiel or Fremen, sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. But the Aiel are excited. supposed to all be gingers. Obviously excited. Yeah. What's how could you not be excited? Yeah. How could you not be with this music, this swell of music, these epic, beautiful landscapes? And oh. I also do. Are Paul and Chani going to, you know. Fuck. Make are they going to do it? Because uh, I think that would give us a really good idea of what it's like when she bones, you know, Tom. Yeah. Paul is he going to show her his shalud? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are they going to share water? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Well, she does. It would be, it would be against from in code for her to like waste his ejaculate. You know, that's like. true. <clears throat> so, Daniel, when this movie's over, when Dune Part Two comes out and it's over, is that it? Are you? No, like, they're gonna you, do the next one. No, I'm just saying to Daniel, are you done with movies? Then is that it? We've satisfied it. <laughs> oh satisfied yeah, like it, that was that was it, boys. That was it. Good run. I can just focus on being a father now. Don't need to watch any more movies. I'm good. Nope. Don't need to see any more movies. Yeah. No, what's uh, what I do love, uh, this is like another list. I'm just going to gush for a little bit. What I do love about these, this modern Dune, um, all of the like set piece or the scenes, in, especially indoors, whenever they're indoors, whether they're on Kaladin or they're on Arrakis or they're on Giddy Prime, um, everything looks so thematically appropriate to the planet that they're on. And then also everything looks so organic. Like it doesn't look like, Oh, we had a bunch of like, you know, guys come in here and build the set and create these like faux looking rock walls out of foam and paint them colors. Like everything looks real and in an alien way, but it's just a, just a smidge alien just so that you feel out of place, but don't feel um, out of comfort. And it's like such a contrast to the 1984 Dune, whose sets and costumes also are mesmerizing and amazing, but in like a fake Hollywood way. Like, look how much money and gold and glittery shit we pumped into this and made these beautiful indoor set pieces that you're just like, wow. And you get the same effect from this modern Dune, but in a just an organic way. They were, it looks like they just carved it out of a, they just found it in the, like a cliff face and we're like, let's film here. So I've it's never... amazing that. I love those aspects of both films for such different reasons. I've never read the book, and I probably should, but I do like the difference between the the movies. It's like I get educated with Villeneuve's Dune, like what was, you know, like the compromises or the strange decisions that Lynch had to made had had to make for cutting for time or whatever, not being able to do yeah two movies like this, like. Like Sting as what is it Freya or Frey or something? Yeah, like it just doesn't really. He doesn't come across as a lethal warrior, you know. But in this preview, I can tell that that's what he was supposed to be. Yep. Yeah, he's supposed to be pretty fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> Freya. Freya is supposed to be attractive, like one of the most attractive of the ugly people. And then was it Rabon? Rabin? I think that's the other son of uh, Harkonnen, the Baron. <clears throat> He's the one that's like really brutal mm-hmm. and ugly. I think that's Batista. Batista, yeah. Yeah. But I just see the image of Austin Butler as Freya in this trailer, and I'm like, ooh, like that's okay. I get it. Yeah. It's just a nice change. <laughs> yeah, and you see how it's like all like almost black and white, almost monochromatic yeah. on their on their home planet. It's all like industrial and filthy, and Kaladin's all green and sea foam and beautiful waters and blue, and then Arrakis, of course. You know who oh, else did that well and also ripped off Dune was Star Wars. Yeah. 
I mean, in, yeah, in terms of in terms of landscape, right? Like every planet was unique to itself. Yeah, you get a lot of that like formatting now. I noticed it too with uh like Mission Impossible or any really at this point really any giant action movie. You're gonna get like your European city set piece, your desert horse chase scene set piece. I'm your... sorry, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. John Wick has has John Wick has, does that. Fell in the same tropes. Yeah, I don't know what been... Mission Impossible is. You mean are you referring to Mission Colon Impossible? <laughs> Mission Colon Impossible. If you wanted to, this is technically a double colon movie. Mission Colon Impossible Colon <laughs> Ghost Protocol Colon Fallout or whatever. <laughs> Good Deadly, Deadly Reckoning Part Part One Colon subjugated <laughs> dash semicolon dot 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 yeah so that's what um, this is a lot of excitement was this the best could be Do oh we... yeah this is a silver shard for uh well three three out of the four of us for real yeah we all sharded it it does amuse me that barbie is in the greatest lineup of all time <laughs> yeah welcome trailer park it looks podcast. great you're welcome. Oh, a few uh, quick notes before we go out. A few nods. Uh, Mel Gibson is in The Continental, the John Wick spinoff. I don't know if anybody even knew that, but only Mel knows Mel. Shout out. He's jacked. Yeah, he is jacked. <laughs> Have you seen him lately? Yeah. Daniel showed me a picture of him earlier. The man's, yeah, the man's a beast. So big. He's, uh, so he's in the, the Continental. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 I don't know specifically. What is the role? He's like first top billing. Cormac. Anyway, it's only three episodes, this thing. Night one, yes. night two, night three. It's a miniseries. So that could be interesting. I don't know. It's made by Peacock, though. We'll hold our breath. <laughs> I don't think I have anything else. Maybe just, uh, hey, go and have a baby. Yeah, it's time. Do you see what's happening over here? <laughs> it's just... Do you think I could bring, like, you know, in the in the thing, or um, there's a part where they have, like, the aliens... They had just found the alien and they're investigating it. And it's like on a slab in the little medical lab room or whatever. And the doctor that's doing like the autopsy on it, like goes to put defibrillators on it and it opens a gaping mouth and it bites his arms off. Mm-hmm. I was like, do you think they would let me recreate that scene with you before they like so jump with it? <laughs> like, Jeez do you think I could like Christ. just get one in there? You're going to defibrillate. No, not, not, def- not defibrillate. Just like get my hand in there. Like, no. Okay. Should bring an alien. What? Uh, what if? Toy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. What if, Daniel? This is a game we play almost daily at my house. I come downstairs and just bother Amanda with insane <laughs> what if scenarios. And Amanda's all. All right. Enough of this monkey fuck. Sometimes, yeah. What happened to your shoes? <laughs> <laughs> that, that also could is relevant to parenting. There is an ins- there's a shocking amount of time spent involving shoes, why they're not on, why you have such an issue choosing them, why are you crying about your shoes? Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. yeah, I did not expect so much shoe involvement. <clears throat> no, stop crying. What is the problem? Where are the shoes? Yes. This sounds like me, like a lot of the morning. Why? Why are we crying? Just don't wear them then. Where are the other ones? I- I'm not mad. Why are you crying? <laughs> I want to understand where the emotion is coming from. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <sighs> well, one last alien from the intern. I'm not talk up. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I really want to say that yeah. I've watched Dune a lot. Yeah, it's a good one. Like, I've watched it five times already. Yeah, nice. Because it's a comfort view, because all of Dennis Villeneuve's movies are comfort views for me. It's fucked up, because they're all pretty long. 
No, that's, well, that's so, yeah, never stopped you before. You want long for comfort viewing. You don't want to have to like keep making choices about what's next. So you, that's you something I really yeah. appreciate, and I recommend. Um, I don't recommend you go and watch, listen to all the episodes of the rewatchables, but movies that you like, you should um, check out a few episodes because they really make you nerd out about specific parts of the movie and get you jacked up. Yeah, make you want to. Go I feel like I watched the Rounders episode or listen to the rounders episode yeah they're they're big into poker those guys so they're analyzing yeah. all the poker parts of it my money <clears throat> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they criticize the whole uh tell of jo- john malkovich at the end <laughs> yeah oh he didn't eat the cookie mm, no that's not gonna no yep put my whole life savings <laughs> yeah exactly I thought it was funny to go and look at... Have you guys ever gone to Rotten Tomatoes for movies that you've completely jizzed over and just looked at the rotten reviews just to see what people say? Oh, yeah. Like, like see what who's complaining about your favorite shit? Yeah. 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 I should do that. I was doing that with Dune earlier today. And just some of these people are ridiculous. I don't know how anyone can watch Dune and not love it. I was like, oh, God. A triumph of mediocrity. Shit. What it does, it does well enough. But was it worth doing? It's a cookie-cutter movie. A restatement of every trope that now impoverishes cinema. What? Wow. Sorry? (laughs) Wow. What movie were you watching? Right. Nowhere near as enjoyable as Villeneuve's inspired Blade Runner 2049. Dune is an achievement for sure, but watching it is rather like having huge marble monoliths dropped on you for two and a half hours. Talking. But weirdly, that is why I like Blade Runner twenty one forty nine or whatever, is because it does feel like you're just having monoliths dropped on you for two hours. Dune is big, but a big disappointment. The movie just exists to set things up. I guess referring to the cliffhanger, the part, the part oneness. Yeah, I guess. They, yeah, it's uh, bizarre. Well, there should be a lot more activity in the next one. Yeah, for this person who is an idiot. Well, you could take, uh, you could just take a look at them here and then go and see what they say about the second. See if they change their mind. Uh, hopefully, they don't watch the second one because the first one was such a big disappointment. Oh, here we go. Wah, wah, wah. It exists. I mean, it was made. Did it have to be? <laughs> like, wow, really? You didn't see when like the Benny Jesuit like come down to like visit Jessica yeah. for the first time? Like that shit was like. It, you, so haunting. So and... haunting. You could have clipped that and put it in that movie with what's what's what with what's her face with the boobs uh, under the skin. Like <laughs> it, it had that level of alien vibeness to it. What's her name with the boobs? Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, that's uh, you know that's so funny. She kicks people in the martyr movies because she's like a spider. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take that one. Wait, what's her name with the boobs? I'm going to keep that one. Oh, that I'm great. so mad right now. <laughs> About what? About what? Apparently, you want to fuck Scarlett Johansson. Oh. Also, oh. With this the is, boobs. This is something I learned this week. Daniel apparently wants to break up with me after we die. <laughs> after you die? What? Like when you go to the afterlife, he wants to move, yes. move on? No, no. No, I want you to like listen how perfectly this encapsulates like female things. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Is it wise in, to do this with the nine-month pregnant wife next? Uh, I like. It wasn't even like in a serious reference. So like, imagine my like my you know my tone has a levity to it. There's a there's a jokingness to my tone, and it wasn't even like definitive. Like, hey, after we die, I want to break up. Uh, <laughs> it was 
I said, hey, you know, I don't know how long we're entangled, like, spiritually. So whenever we, like, spin off from each other, implying multiple generations or lifetimes into the into the ether, or maybe after this one, or I didn't even specify. It was just whenever our, you know, spiritual entanglement, like, detangles quantumly or whatever, and then went into the rest of my absurd hypothetical, and her brain went, oh, you want to leave me after we die? <laughs> Wow. That makes a lot of sense, Daniel. Like, not only is that, like, insane, but it's also, like, not even, like, the vows end at the death. Like, that's where my true obligation ends. But that wasn't what the I even was implying. You said, you were like, I don't know how long I'm in this for. What, like, a couple thousand years? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're really pitching yourself very innocently here to the audience. What happens when you guys reincarnate? I love I love all the bickering between you guys. Sometimes Amanda will just text me things that make me laugh. Like, oh, I'm like, so when are we gonna do the podcast? And she's like, I don't know, we're not talking right now. And I'm like, what do you mean? You're not talking? You guys are in a fight? No, he went upstairs. <laughs> what? What is going on? It's very amusing. I came across an old. Um, it was the episode we did about the Magnificent Seven, and. I had a big questionnaire, like, how well do you know Amanda, Daniel? <laughs> All these questions. I was like, if there's one movie that you could throw away from Daniel's library, Amanda, what would it be? And she said, All of the VHS. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Daniel, have you listened to the Video Archives podcast? Uh-uh. So it's Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery. Okay. And Quentin Tarantino bought the video store that closed called Video Archives. Okay. So he has all the VHS tapes and they watch a movie, uh, like a VHS movie, and then they talk about it while they do it with like multiple, like two or three. Yeah. For an episode. Um, But they talk about like the VHS quality and if it was a good quality tape or not. And apparently the better VHS were heavy. Yeah. It's really, it's really weird. Um, but I don't know. I thought you you might like some of the shit they talk about. Yeah, it's, it's true. Have, like uh, Demonoid is on there. There's lots of random random movies though that are like. Uh, I think Daniel would prefer to watch in the, cult the VHS movie rather than listen to that weirdo uh, talk about. It's just them. so insufferable. He's difficult to listen to for me anyway. Yeah, he's also got a strange obsession with feet, and he's creepy. <laughs> Yeah, all of that. Generally, it's all true. Generally, yeah, 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 yeah. all those things. Yeah, <clears throat> and yeah, he does. He really he talks over everyone on the podcast, which is annoying. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they do Him, watch a lot of cult shit and a lot of weird grindhouse stuff. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they did like an American Giallo thing with Eli Roth. It was uh, it was pretty interesting. They talked about like six movies. Yeah, I'm not surprised Eli showed up there. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's was the only thing I had going for me in my life. <clears throat> well, I don't consider this an end. I just consider it a new beginning. We will is. we will podcast again. Maybe and what we movies. do, it'll be episode one. Maybe about other things. Fine. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But I enjoy venting and then enjoy podcasting, and I am not going to end it. 
I'm not going to accept that it's over. <laughs> <laughs> but will there be an evolution? Perhaps. Perhaps. We'll have to see. But in the meantime, go and be uh, parents and adults and having no sleep and uh, dealing with crying babies and changing diapers and all that poo. And I'll be, uh, I'll be just relaxing on the couch. Yeah. No, I'm, as soon as this baby gets out of there, we're going to start jamming 90s movies into its face. <clears throat> Make sure it turns out a proper human. Yeah. See, we have to do another podcast to do the, the rest of the 5090s. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Even if it's just about that. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. And we basically just like, you know, turn the like swinging lamp on Amanda's face and grill her with questions. <clears throat> you want to feel with a graded face? <laughs> <laughs> what movie was that that finally did that? I've seen 5,000 horror movies and finally one did that. Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise, yeah. With a cheese grater? Yes. Yeah. Oh. They take a cheese grater to a woman's leg and it's... It's as horrifying as you think it's, it is. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like one of those big kitchen ones with the big scoops. Okay. All right. You just like, you, you hear somebody's uncomfortable and you just, yeah, let's describe <laughs> just it. Keep let's on describe it again. <laughs> More detail. Anyway. All right, boys. Great time. <clears throat> yeah. Peace out. Yeah. Hey. Take it easy. Have a good birth. <laughs>